Welcome to The Pursuit of Life, where we share inspirational and action-focused stories to help you live a life of adventure. Proudly presented by Knightswood House. Now, please welcome your host, David Hazelwood. Hi, and welcome to The Pursuit of Life, and my name is Dave Hazelwood. I'm excited to have you joining me today. Today, we're meeting my special guest, Marimar Walton. Marimar is the founder of Travelling Fit, a specialist travel company that enables you to run the world. They provide travel packages with guaranteed entries to marathons all around the world, including the Marathon Majors and the Marathon de Saab. Unsurprisingly, Marimar is a passionate runner herself. She's completed the gruelling Marathon de Saab multiple times, the Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, and other road marathons all around the world. She and her business also give back to the community through their support of the Indigenous Marathon Project, the Bay to Bay Running Festival, and Indigenous communities surrounding the race that they host, the Australian Outback Marathon. In this conversation, you'll discover how Marimar has been able to take her passion for travel and running and create an amazing business helping thousands of people achieve their goal of running an overseas marathon. While it all looks easy now, that's certainly not always been the case. If there's a big goal you're trying to achieve but it's a struggle at the moment, you'll learn the strategies Marimar has used to great effect whether that's in running or in business. For all the resources and tools mentioned in this episode, visit the show notes at www.knightswood.com.au. Now let's get into the interview. So we're joined today by Marimar Walton, the Managing Director of Travelling Fit. So welcome to the podcast, Marimar. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. I've really been looking forward to having a chat with you because... I mean, I've known you for a while and you seem to be living the dream that everyone has. I mean, you've running, you're running a successful business that allows you to travel the world and run in the events that make up everyone else's bucket list. You work with your husband and I know you still talk to him and you seem to get along. So <laughs> you get to spend a lot of time together. <laughs> you, know, you live in a place where a lot of people go for their holidays and you know, when we started this, you showed me out the, the window of your office and I've been there as well. But you, know, you get to sit in the office looking out over the beach and you know, obviously just daydreaming all day and watching the light reflect off the water and things like that. Oh dear! Yeah, nothing else better to do. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, given that everything's sorted now, and yeah, you're you're living the life of Riley. Let me take you right back to the beginning, and I'm going to ask you, what did you want to be when you grew up? Wow, I don't want to show my age, Dave, because I really can't remember. Look, all I remember really when I was younger is that my mum and dad took us to many places around the world. We were fortunate enough where dad, you know, made good money. He was an architect. And, you know, we did travel um, to uh, mainly to Europe. Um, that's where um, I guess a lot, of, got a lot of family in Spain. And I think that's where I grew to love travelling. Um, and hence, I guess, where I, why I landed in travel. Um, so I always went where my heart took me. Travel was definitely... Um, something that I've always remembered as a child and we used to go camping. So, you know, outdoors and just loved all that sort of thing. Mum and dad were really into running. They, they weren't sporty people, but that's the their era that they lived in. So now you're, now you're running a travel business as well and you it's a very specialised travel business. I mean, a lot of people who run would have heard of you, but for those who haven't, can you just talk about what the business is and what you do? 
So basically, um, again, uh, taking uh, my love for travel, um, that's where I started. And, um, and as I went along, I, I, when, I, uh, when I left school, a, a friend of mine uh, talked me into doing the, uh, the city to surf. And uh, something that I absolutely loathed was running. Um, I thought, how could anybody possibly enjoy running? Um, so, anyway, so she uh, egged me on and said, come on, let's, let's do this together. So I, I thought I'd better support her. So I did a couple of training runs around my, um, my house, as in around the block. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that should do me fine. Um, that was about a, a kilometre and a half or so that I trained for. So I rocked up to the start, crossed the finish line. I'm not sure how I got to the finish line, but I got there. And to be quite honest, I could barely walk. And I just thought to myself, there is no way I would ever take up running. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Um, don't know what the big fuss is about. And I don't know what happened, but something just changed. And six months in, uh, I saw an ad uh, on television. Time to start training for the city to surf. And I thought, you know what? Being as stubborn as I am, I thought, damn it, I'm going to kill, I'm going to nail this um, city to surf um, next year. So I did, um, and I started training a bit more for it. And I guess, you know, the rest is history. I mean, I just ended up loving running. It's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful escape from, I guess, some stress at times. And, um, and I realized that I just want to do something more. Uh, working in travel was great. I did by then a couple of marathons and um, started the, the company and, and, and here I am now. It's When I first started, even my father questioned um, my ability to have a sustainable uh, business and I, and I kind of agreed with him, but I, I, in, in another side, I, I disagreed and um, I thought, no, well, again, being the stubborn person I am, I'm going to make this work. And um, yeah, and, and, I, and I have, I guess, after you know, being in it for 18 years now, I guess we're doing something right. Um, and now we're creating uh, amazing, I guess, uh, amazing lives for so many people. You know, they're 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 reaching their their dreams and their goals of running races all over the world. Um, whether it be from you know Polar Circle to the Big Five in Africa um, to Antarctica and the World Marathon majors like New York, London, Berlin, Paris. Um, so yeah. And now, obviously, now now started up our own our own event uh, nearly ten years ago, the Australian Outback Marathon, uh, which is happening in a couple of weeks. So obviously, now the business is um, looks fantastic. Yeah, and as I said, you're you're in an office that overlooks the beach there at Terrigal, but uh, obviously it didn't start out that way. Just um, what was the first twelve months like as far as the business goes? <laughs> oh well, the first twelve months uh, for me, travelling fit was just a hobby. I mean, I. I'll be honest, I didn't think it was really going to go very, well, not, not, not to where I am today anyway. I, know, I knew it was going to go somewhere, but it really was a hobby. And, and on the side, I was doing personal training. I, when I left the travel business um, and then decided to do a personal training course because I thought, okay, this is where all the money is. Um, you know, cash in hand, shouldn't say that, but yes, thank you, pay all the bills. Um, you know, and then I realised, and that's when I started travelling fit at the same time on the side. But then, you know, I had an accountant at the time who I guess made me think about this and he said, well, Marima, you know, you've got, you've got your personal training, which is great, um, and you've got your travel, but which one are you going to choose? And I thought, wow, you know, I didn't think I had to choose uh, or make choices in life. Well, why can't I just be, you know, why can't I just do what I'm doing at the moment? And then I realised that, um, you know, he might be right and um, I, ha- I think it was best to let one go, so to focus on it and to be, the, be you know, the best you can at it. And so I ended up uh, uh, 
removing myself from personal training and um and that's what i did and 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 i was just working from from my spare bedroom in the apartment in Coogee where I lived at the time with my husband, you know, could barely swing a cat in. And, uh, and then we thought we got to get out of here. We're going to start having children. So we moved to the central coast, which is where we now live. And, um, you know, again, I was living, I was working in the house where we bought, it was a little tiny house that we bought again, working there for a few years. And then oh, about fifth year into the, into the business, that's when I decided to bite the bullet. And you know, move into a, into an office um, because um, I just had to do it. I just had to. You got to take some challenges, and you got to take opportunities that are thrown your way, whether you think you're going to make it through or not, as uh, so long as it doesn't kill you. And um, and now I have seven or eight staff um, plus Michael and myself. We know how much you love running as well, and obviously you you've built your your business and your whole life around it. Mm. And given the business, you've obviously been in a lot of races around the world. Like I say, the ones that are on everyone's bucket list. So I know you've done things like UTMB, Marathon de Sable, the London, New York, Chicago, Reykjavik. <laughs> yeah, a few of them. <laughs> few of them. Personal highlights. What are the what are the ones that you look at and just pinch yourself when you you think about those events, whether it's because of the location or um, or something else about them? It's a destination, absolutely. I mean, for me, the one of my my favourite events ever is Marathon de Saab. Probably not a good person or good question to ask from someone who's never run a marathon in their life. But uh, Marathon de Saab being a multi stage race and across the desert, two hundred and fifty kilometres where you're self-sufficient for seven days. Um, I, ju I just love that event. And there's a few reasons. One, because I am totally switched off from the outside world. I don't have a laptop on me. I don't have my, my iPhone. My family, who I love dearly, <laughs> I don't have many distractions from them. It's, it's a place where tourists would never, ever see unless you, you run this race. Definitely a highlight for me. So I know you ran the, the Marathon de Saab this year and that was to, to celebrate a milestone birthday. You turned 21 this year, I believe. <laughs> oh, you're dead right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I know you, uh, as part of that celebration, you were able to, uh, to take your family along for part of that race. And um, do you want to just talk, talk through what happened on that, uh, that last day of your race? Well, you know, first of all, I had an amazing race this year. I don't know why. I guess I, I, I am just getting older. As, I mean, I'm, I'm slightly older than 21, um, probably double that and a bit more. But, um, you know, uh, for me, um, as I said, I, I had a great race, had a great bunch of clients that were with me along the way. Um, it all just happened to, to, to work. And I think because I've now, because it's my fifth event that I've done, I feel quite relaxed and, and on the marathon stage, you actually do get to see um, your family and friends if they wish to join you um, as you uh, cross the finish line and a couple of other places before that. And just to see them was quite touching, I guess, And because I've never actually been with me um, to this event. I think they got a taste of what I actually did, especially um, my children. And my kids, you know, they always uh, hear me talk about uh, Marathon de Saab quite amazing really because I guess they get to see something that their mother does and mm -hmm. it's just uh, you know for, for me it's, it's a way of showing them that life is 
is full of dreams and it's full of exciting things. It just depends on how you, you've got to be very positive in life. And, and I think that brings a lot of positiveness uh, uh, to people, events like this. So obviously the kids have got to, uh, to experience a lot of different things as well because of the, um, because of the business and because of you know, how you set that up. So yeah. is that something that you, you try and or is that something you're able to do regularly with them? Are they able to go away a lot with you? Uh, yeah, they do. Obviously, they've got school. So um, uh, Henry's eight and Emma's 11. And so they're still in primary school. So we're a little bit lucky in that respect. Um, but, yeah, look, they've come to Iceland with us for the Reykjavik Marathon. They've come to, they went, went to Cuba a couple of years ago, um, travelled around Cuba and ran the Havana Marathon. They don't actually run themselves those distances, but they do tend to enter five or ten k races if they are available. Um, and we did the amazing Walt uh, Walt Disney World Marathon in in Florida, where um, we did the five k run as a family uh, through the through the park, and um, it, that was an incredible experience. It was so much fun. And uh, and then the next day we did the ten. I did the ten k with my daughter Emma. Um, and then I did my own half marathon the Saturday and then Sunday I ran the marathon on my own as well and, and ended up getting the Doki Challenge medal because so, I did four consecutive races uh, yeah, on, uh, during, during the Walt Disney weekend. So that, that was a whole heap of fun. Hi, it's Dave here with a quick word from our sponsor. Knightswood House is a financial advisory firm that specialises in working with successful business professionals who share a passion for endurance sports. People often come to us for one of three reasons. One, you aren't where you thought you'd be financially at this point in your life. Two, you seem to have no time to get a proper handle on your finances. And three, you may be annoyed that you're paying so much for life insurance to protect yourself and your family, but you're fitter and healthier than the average punter and you wonder why it costs you so much. Underlying all of these issues is a concern that often you may be wasting your opportunities and not maximising all of your hard work. We've got a five-step process we take you through which will help you develop a plan that you're confident will get you to where you want to be financially, simplify your affairs and take much of the hassle off your hands, and show you how you can be rewarded financially for looking after yourself and your family. For more details, head to www.knightswood.com.au. Okay, back to the show. So, given all the all the different things that you've um, you've been in, what do you look back on and say, yeah, that is the one that I'm most proud of having completed? What's the biggest challenge and you know, the biggest reward you've got out of out of all these events? Oh, you know, the biggest one for me, I would say, was the one that I did in Mont Blanc, uh, the Marathon de Mont Blanc, um, which is an ultra race. It was um, 85 kilometres. Um, I have never in my life DNF'd, which is did not finish, um, never done that except for this one experience where I didn't finish. And, look, I, I just went in there totally, totally unprepared. Uh, was I happy with myself? No, I guess I wasn't. Uh, it was the first time. I didn't think I was ever going to get a DNF against my name. But you know what? I learned um, so much from it. And, and not at the time, of course, I was disappointed. But, you know, when I went home, I thought to myself, you know what, um, I can do this. I know I can do it. I mean, it's a tough, tough event. Um, if anyone's been to Mont Blanc, it's, you know, very mountainous, um, very mountainous area. We were, it was in a total elevation of 6,000 metres, over 85 kilometres, and you get uh, 24 hours to finish it in. And, uh, you know, it's quite brutal, but um, I was determined um, to, to do it, to go back the following year and prove to myself that I can do it. 
and uh, yeah, and I ended up going back. And yes, it was still it was still hard. There's no question. But you know what? The joy of completing it and getting that medal was just something I'll, I'll absolutely never forget. Given all the things that you you do, so I mean, obviously you're you're running around the world. You're running in general and trading. You're running the business. You've got family. How do you manage to juggle everything? Because you've got so many time commitments in there and a lot of people would just look at you and shake their head and say, oh, I've got no idea how you managed to get everything done. What's your secret to, to fitting it all in? Well, I wish I did have a secret, Dave, but I don't. Um, look, I think like with anything in life, if you if you love something, you, you go for it and um, if you're, if you're it, it all comes, I guess, from the heart. It really does. And it, I have a passion. I have a passion for, for running. I have a passion for travel. I have a. I love my family dearly. And I want my life to be surrounded by all of this. And I have it. And, I, and I'm very, very fortunate to, to be able to have created something that I have a passion for. And, you know, I, sometimes I say, you know, you create your own luck, yes, but I've also had luck my way, I guess. Um, you know, starting a business, in travel when, you know, there were a lot of issues around the world, like September the 11th in, you know, in, as we know, in New York City where the towers came down and then there was the, um, you know, all these things happened while I was starting the business and I thought, wow, this is a stupid thing to do, probably the wrong thing. But, um, you know, we got through all that and if you can start something at its lowest and, um, you know, and, and keep moving forward and believing what you, you're doing and believing where you want to be, then, you know, it, it does work for you in the end. Um, you just got to believe and you've got to enjoy, you know, as much as you can. You know, yes, I have full-time job, uh, work around the clock a lot of the times. Um, yes, I have a family. Yes, I have staff to, to look after. I've got a lot of things and, and I've got to run the business. Um, sometimes I think to myself, what am I doing? You know, I'm going to get people this up. But, um, but then on, on another side, I'm thinking, well, if I did, I don't know, I don't know if I'd be a happy person. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, to to get that sort of success as well, I mean, it's, whether it's business running or whatever, there's obviously sacrifices you have to make along the way. You know, and you spoke about um, basically working around the clock and, um, yeah, and I know that oftentimes you struggle to actually get a break. What would be the biggest thing that, that you've had to sacrifice, do you think? Well, you know, I guess having young children, you, yeah, you, you do give up a bit. Um, in terms of being spending, you know, do you spend time with your children or do you spend time, you know, in in the office or in your business? And I guess it's that is certainly a juggling act. It's it's tough. It's a tough one. But that's why I I guess this is why we go away to events because this is a time for the family to to be together and um, you know to experience life together. And um, you've just got to know that you know even though. I might not be seeing them a great deal during the school hours. Um, but, you know, then I sit down with them. We all have dinner together. And, um, but then, yes, I go to bed and, you know, I, I'm, I'm back in on my, on my laptop. Sometimes you just have to. Yes, you make sacrifices, of course. But then I don't believe anyone who owns a business will believe that, you know, you can't, things just don't come easy. You know, you've got to put your heart and soul into something to make it and continue to make it successful. What's your typical week look like? Because I know, like, how often are you travelling away to all these events and things like that? And, you know, how often are you just, like the rest of us, sitting in an office and, um, you know, looking out through that window at the, the beach like everyone does? 
Uh, good question. At the moment, um, running, I'm, I'm focusing on, a, on an event at the moment to run a good marathon time. So, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I'm out running. Um, so I'll get up at five in the morning, um, do my run. And by the time I get home, my kids, uh, I've got to wake my kids up and my husband, although he's sometimes awake. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, and that's, that's fine. I mean, sometimes I, I, the alarm goes off and I wish it didn't. Um, but again, you know, it's, it helps me oh, think clearer when I run and uh, I, I love the idea of running. And when I come back, I'm so full of energy and can't wait to, you know, tackle the day. So, um, so yeah, that's the running side. So, um, and then from there, I take the kids usually to school, um, straight to school. Um, after I get back from my run, have a shower, obviously take them to school and then drop them off, go straight to the office. And yeah, I spend, pretty much my day in the office. Um, sometimes I really have breaks, which is probably not a good thing. Um, I do insist on breaks for my staff and they do do that. They go out for runs out at lunchtime um, and then they throw themselves in the ocean for a swim or they go for a surf, some of them. Um, so it's great that they're able to do that. And so, so I'm not a good example to them, <laughs> unfortunately. But, you know, I do my running early in the morning and they sometimes can't because they've got other commitments. So... Now, you said at the moment you were training for, uh, for a marathon for a good time. Mm. What's, I know you've done a heap. What's on your bucket list of marathons? What have you still yet to tick off? <laughs> well, um, Boston Marathon, um, that is my last of my six marathon majors. Um, it's been a long time coming and, um, and I need to qualify. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we do have guaranteed entries for our clients, but I dare not take one of those because I think they'll never talk to me ever again. Um, so I, I don't want to use up one of their entries. Um, and I know I, be, I believe I can qualify. I just need to be focused and stay focused. And so when, uh, so what race are you uh, running for a qualifier for that one? Oh, uh, sorry, Dave, I can't give that one away. I don't want to put the pressure on myself. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's going to be in Australia somewhere. Uh, fair this enough. I'll see you down in Melbourne then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now tell me, because I know you've um, obviously you've done a lot of things, and you know you've you've had that one race where you said yeah, and you never thought you'd DNF, but you um, you did have to pull out of that one. So obviously, you, you know, whether it's in business, whether it's in running and things, you've got a hell of a lot of determination. You can push through a lot of pain um, you know, to, to get to the end goal. When you're in that position and, you know, you know if it's in running, you know, you, you're going along and your body is screaming at you to stop and your mind's saying, yeah, what are we doing here? It'd be so much easier to stop. What do you tell yourself to keep going? Well... Yeah, of course, it's so much easier to stop. There's no question. But I'll, I'll be honest, I'll, I would never forgive myself. That's just giving up and I don't believe in that. For me, I guess, you know, when I was in Mont Blanc, um, I would look out and I'd look at the mountains in front of me and go, wow, look where I am. And i try and um, absorb some of the energy that these mountains give out. Um, i try and take that in and take breath, deep breaths and um I keep saying to myself, you know, you, you can do this, you can make it, you know you can, you've got to believe that you can do it. And, um, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. It just goes in waves, I guess, when you're feeling a bit down, uh, as in, you know, not feeling very energetic and feeling like you want to give up. But you've got to take those negative thoughts away from you very, very quickly because they can so quickly bring you mm -hmm. down. 
you know, and, you know, you sacrifice a lot. So why, why do you, why would you want to give up? You know, you sacrifice a lot. Uh, you know, you, you're not with your family on Sunday mornings because you're out running for five or six hours and um, you, you've just got to do it. You've just got to and, and take away, as I said, every bit of negative thought. As soon as it comes in, you just throw it back out again. Now, I'm going to ask you, what, what's your guilty secret? What's one thing that you know you should do but never seem to get around to doing? Yeah, look, probably more time for myself, I'll be honest. I, I get very little time to myself. I don't know if that's guilt. I don't know whether that is guilt. I'm not sure. But I just know I, I just don't have enough time. I, I, I would love to meditate. Um, crazy as in my sound as a runner. But um, I just feel that maybe as I get older, I just need to switch off from, from everything just for a while, just to, I don't know, just to put myself back into a normal life. I don't know whether there is such a thing as a normal life, but you know, it's for me, it's just, I need to chill out, spending more quality time with my family, um, which, which I guess I don't, I, I, I'm starting to do it now. As I said, you know, I'm getting, um, okay, I'll, I'll say it. I'm, I'm 50 now. Um, and I guess it's that age in, in life where I think you start to, to see, see life differently. You know, it's another decade that I've, that I've turned and, for me, it's, life is so important and you've got to make the most of it. What's the one thing you really wish you were better at? Running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, not, you're not half bad at that. <laughs> I'm too slow, Dave. No. Um, oh, better at. Look, um, oh, I wish I was better at. Um, maybe being a better wife, better mum. I don't know. Um, uh, you know, maybe being a better employer uh, with my staff. Not sure. These things sort of go through my mind every now and again. Not always, but um, being a better person, I guess. I know I'm a good person. There's no question. But, you know, we can always be better. Um, I was going to say, I've met your family. I've met your staff. You, I think you're doing yourself <laughs> a bit of a service. Yeah, you always question it, though, sometimes. But, um, yeah, you just, I don't know. I, I always try and find ways to be better at what I do and what I am, um, more so in what I do what I do rather than what I am. Um, uh, you know, I always try and better what I'm doing, even though we do believe that what we're doing is, is, is a great job. There's always a better way of doing things. And when we go out to our clients and ask them for feedback, you know, some, some of the, as I said, we've got such amazing clients and they really give us fantastic, you know, feedback where we do learn from it. You know, everybody, of course, everybody wants to know that you, you know, you guys do a great job and you're wonderful and this and that. But you know what? We don't learn from stuff like that. Now, before we wrap up, and I know I'm conscious of the time, and I know you've got, um, you know, you've got an ocean to stare at for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dave. That's <laughs> put my feet up. <laughs> um, now, one question I ask of all the guests is to issue a challenge to uh, to our listeners. Now, that can be, the idea of it is is um, something that they can do over the course of the next week, and it can be running related, it can be, you know, relationship, business, whatever else. But um, I say, what's the challenge that you would issue to listeners to, to do over the next week? A challenge, I guess it would be to have a look where you are in your life today, and possibly um, have a think about, is it everything you do in life, are you happy with? You know, is it, 
what, what's what's missing in your life? And I guess, you know, because we, we, we are runners, you've got to stop and think, well, I am, you know, if I'm a runner, you know, what, what would make me happy? Um, uh, you know, do, do, is there something missing here? Um, can I go, can I go and uh, experience different parts of the world with my running and with my family? Um, I believe that running takes you to so many places around the world that you'd think that you, you never, never imagined. And, um, you know, the other day I went running, uh, you know, down and I happened to keep going further than what I normally have on this particular road and I came across a path and I just thought, wow, I didn't realise this path even existed. And this is just in my backyard, so to speak. And I kept going and as I got further in, it was just the most amazing, beautiful views along the, along the lake. And, um, and, and that's what I'm saying, like running takes you to so many places and, I think it's important that, that you know, that we don't, um, I guess, get caught up in the day-to-day stuff and actually start looking at something that makes you happy and, um, more importantly, something that, that really, really will, will tick that box and go, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I've done that, what's next? And, and make yourself some challenges and think about where you would want to possibly run, do with your running and, um, you know, or with anything. It doesn't have to be running, just where you want to go and where you want to be and, you um, we all live very busy lives. We all do. Let's face it. It doesn't matter who or what we are and what we do. We're all busy. And um, I think we forget sometimes that we've just got to stop. Fantastic. Thank you. I, I know I'll be sitting down and, uh, and having to think about that this afternoon too. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for your time, Marimar. I know, um, as I say, I'm conscious of your schedule today as well. Now, for anyone who would like to get in contact with you um, find out more about Travelling Fit, the Outback Marathon? Uh, sure. They can um, pop, pop onto our website, which is um, travellingfit.com, um, and look, have a browse and have a look. Um, otherwise, um, you can always give us a call on um, 02-4385-2455, speak to the team, or send us an email to sales at travellingfit.com. Fantastic. We'll put all those links in the uh, the show notes as well. Thank you very much, Marimara. It's been an absolute pleasure having a chat to you. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Dave, and thank you for uh, yeah helping helping me reminisce uh, my my life from what thirty years back. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Not that long, surely. <laughs> All right. Cheers. So, a big thanks to Marimara Walton for being an amazing guest on the show this week. You can find out more about Marimar in the show notes at www.knightswood.com.au and at travellingfit.com. If you like this interview, please share it with a friend. We'd also love you to give us some feedback. Rate the episode on iTunes and tell us what you thought. And if there's a special guest you'd like to hear on the show in future, let us know and we'll do our best to get them on. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Dave Hazelwood and you've been listening to The Pursuit of Life. Thank you for listening to The Pursuit of Life. To learn more about how Knightswood House can help you live your life of adventure whilst planning your future, visit knightswood.com.au.